Welcome to another episode of the Coal Region Campfire. We have a very fun episode uh, today with uh, Mr. Richard Fries, the uh, former band director of Pottsville Area High uh, Marching Band. Uh, was generous enough to take the time today to meet with me. Actually, very interesting, uh, especially if you are a uh, high school sp- football fan like I am. Uh, there's a couple little interesting tidbits uh, that he did and the band did to kind of contribute uh, to uh, Pottsville. Um, and I'm sure other band directors uh, might approach uh, it the same way. So definitely very interesting. Um, as you know, the marching band is as much a part of... Did I say that already? Maybe I said that already. Anyway, they are as much a part of the uh, Pottsville uh, football experience. Uh, Friday nights, Saturday nights when you, you go to a Penn State game or wherever it may be. Obviously, the marching band's huge. Um, but before we get to Mr. Richard Freeze, we have a message from our sponsor, Dr. Do- what is wrong with me today? He is not a doctor. <laughs> uh, sponsored by Darren J. March, a certified financial planner with Raymond James. Darren is a Pottsville native, has been advising clients for more than 17 years in Northeastern PA. He specializes in retirement planning and offers an independent, unbiased approach to investing. Raymond James has not offered its own investment products. This allows Darren to be able to structure a plan to fit your needs, not the needs of the firm. So if you have a 401k or retirement plan from a former job, or if your advisor just doesn't keep in touch, give him a call for a free, no obligation review. 570-640-8010 or email him at darren.march at raymondjames.com. Raymond James Financial Services member FINRA SIPC Investment Advisory Services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. We give you the authentic uh, experience here. We, we don't cover up our mistakes. And that's why we're the number one podcast in Southern Schuylkill County, probably of all time. Anyway, on to Mr. Freeze. So we are live here at Rome Delight. Uh, Carmela's Rome Delight on, on Route 61. We're not really live. It's a, it's a podcast. But uh, we are here with um, former band uh, director Richard Freeze from Pottsville. So thanks for taking the time to... Uh, oh, you're welcome. It's good to see you, Alfredo. Absolutely. Um, I think it, it's... It, talking amongst just football players, I know. The end of the summer is not officially marked until you hear the band playing in the parking lot. And, uh, you know, I live on the west side of town, so, you know, towards the middle of August, I believe it is, I, I start hearing the, the drums, and it's, it's a feeling that, you know, it just, it just shoots you right back to, to high school, to summer, and it's a great feeling. I mean, I cut the grass with it and everything, um, and I've heard that from a bunch of people that, you know, once they hear the band playing in the parking lot or practicing, it's officially football season, falls here, even though it might be 100 degrees out. Um, how, I guess my question is, how do you even begin to, to put that all together? Because, I mean, when we go to a football game on a, uh, you know, on a Friday night and you see it, I mean, it, it, it looks effortless, but obviously there's a lot of work that goes in. So what, what's kind of the first steps in terms of how to... Well, right after uh, commencement, um, I've already collected the music from the year before, mm-hmm. and so... Right after school is out, I put that music away that uh, we used in the previous marching shows. And then I go through a selection process, which means listening to demo recordings and Mm -hmm. and, uh, trying to figure out how many people I'm going to have in the band. 
who's coming from St. Clair and, and, and you write their names down and then you pick new music and then I, I have to get enough copies for the band. Uh, so a lot of time is spent on getting the music ready. As soon as I get the music ready, then, then Mr. Seward and I would, would chart the shows. Mm-hmm. And that usually would take us anywhere from two to three weeks once we got better at it. In the, in the f- first part of my career, I remember one week we were going to play Mount Carmel, mm-hmm. and we and we were working on a new show that very week. And as as time progressed, we got to the point where we had the shows written in the summer. Now, is there ever a point where you're like, we're not going to be ready? I- uh, no, no. It's uh, we used to go four weeks. Okay. In August, and then uh, they they kept moving football season a little bit earlier. Sure. And so it ended up that we'd get like maybe two and a half weeks. Okay. And, but we got, we got smarter as the years went along. Uh, for maybe the first 10 or 11 years, we gave all the directions from the ladder uh-huh. and to, to however many students. And maybe in the early 90s, um, we decided that we would copy the charts for... Uh, we had squads, four-member squads. Okay. And so we, we copied the charts for one person in that squad. And we, we called him a squad leader. And, right. And then they would, we would say, okay, look at page 17 and see where you're at. And I'll look at page 18 and how you get. And so we, we kind of micromanaged a little bit uh, to make things go better. Now, how long do you guys practice in the summer? Like on a day, is it, do you have doubles or? We go eight to 12. Okay. And, uh, Monday through Friday, eight to 12. And that's a lot. I mean, especially cause that parking lot, you don't get any, there's no shade in that parking lot. And then, you know, people who play the drums, I mean, they have it strapped on their shoulders. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot. Um, is there kind of, do you, do you guys practice then with the uniforms eventually? Cause the first couple of weeks of football are hot i mean is there a little bit of adjustment there sometimes uh sometimes we would get caught i don't know uh my very first year we had a fireman's parade in in williams tower city uh-huh. and guys were dropping left and right really you know especially drummers sure in full uniforms so that was another thing that over the years we we worked a little bit smarter and we uh we actually would give the students a t-shirt like at the end of band camp. Uh-huh. And there were years where we wore those T-shirts for the Fireman's Parade. Oh, nice. And even for some of the early football games. Oh, cool. I always wanted to appear in full uniform if possible. I just thought it looked better. Yeah, absolutely. Know. But uh, there were there were seasons where we maybe, for the first game, right. we, we went to like a summer uniform look. Now, how did you get involved? Like, What was your first instrument that you played? Well, I, I wanted to play the drums, and uh, the the band director tapped out this very intricate rhythm on his leg and said, okay, tap that back, and I couldn't do it. Right. So it was just a band director ploy to not get me to play drums. <laughs> so then uh, my family uh, financially was, was not in a good, good position, so I had to wait for a school instrument. So every, every Friday I'd go down, and he'd say, oh, I, I don't have, uh, I wanted to play a trumpet. He goes, I right. don't have a trumpet. So then uh, I wanted a trombone. Well, I didn't have a trombone. So he walks in with this thing that looked like a pretzel, and it was a French horn. I said, I'll take that. 
and the rest is history. You know, I, I, I took it because it was the only instrument that I could get. Right. And I stuck with it. And now, the French horns, I mean, that's one of the more difficult instruments to play? It, for, it, just for my very limited yeah, it, knowledge? Yeah, it, it, okay. pro- it has problems just because of uh, the overtone series. Uh, the, some of the notes are, are much closer together than the other instruments. Mm-hmm. And so it's an accuracy issue. And you sound like a wild elephant in the early goings. Uh, but uh, no, it's, it's, it's a beautiful instrument, and you really hear it in uh, Hollywood music. Oh, okay. You know, movies and you know, like, like Star Wars and things like that. Right. You, you really hear the French horn. So. Now, did you grow up in Pottsville? Or no, yeah. I'm originally from Altoona. Okay. And uh, Altoona had a system of uh, 21 elementary schools that fed into three junior highs into one high school. So uh, I was in, you know, uh, one elementary school, and then when I went to junior high, then we had a, a marching band. Okay. That was 7th, uh, 8th, seventh, seventh, eighth, and ninth, and then high school. And uh, that, was, that was quite an experience because uh, my, my graduating class was 1,036. Oh, wow. That's a big it was, class. It was a big school at yeah, that absolutely. time. But we used to play Massillon, Ohio. Uh-huh. Uh, Williamsport was, was one of our games. The rest of them were all Pittsburgh schools. Now, how did you make your way to the coal region? Well, uh, Mr. Miller, who was the band director before me, mm-hmm. he was a Penn State graduate. And so whenever they decided to fill the middle school band director position, he called the, the director of the blue band. And he, the blue band director gave them three names, and I was one of those names. And I came for the interview, and uh, you know, I got the job, and I taught three years in the middle school. And then when Mr. Miller uh, uh, resigned from his, the job, then they moved me up to the high school. What was your first impressions of the coal region? Is it kind of like Altoona, or is it different? Um, it wasn't that much different. When I lived in Altoona, it was a railroad town. Uh-huh. You know, it was everything was based on the railroads. So uh, it was it was you know blue collar. Sure. And uh, without the railroad, you know. Altoona was nothing, you know, and, and now that the railroad has kind of died out, it Altoona just seems like a, a, a lot of eating places. Right. <laughs> you know, it's I don't know really what, what it's known for now, but it, it was a railroad town. But uh, Now, when you first became the, uh, the is it band director, right, or is it band director, conductor? Or? Band director. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, you know, people always make, and myself included, they'll always make the joke, like, oh, what's the guy at the top doing? He's just moving his arms. How hard is that to learn? It, uh, thinking back on it, it's, it's mostly confidence, Uh um, because I use students throughout the years as drum majors. Sure. Or if I would miss a concert band rehearsal and I would have students that were maybe in my music theory class and Uh I spent some time, you know, with them conducting and I would allow them to, you know direct the band during sure. that period which worked out great because you know the school district would get a substitute or somebody to come in and be there but yet we would still have rehearsal mm-hmm. because the students would conduct so uh it's it's i think there's a lot of confidence involved and you have to expect that they're going to play right yeah <laughs> if you don't expect that they're going to play the students pick up on that 
Yeah, I remember just, you know, anyone who went to, to Pottsville, I mean, that ninth period, you know, listening to the band, you know, just kind of practice and you hear the music. I mean, again, no better feeling. You know, the end of the day is there and it's just it's just kind of like a nice uh, feeling to end the day with the music. I think I think a lot of people appreciated that. I don't know about the art teacher. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> she was right, right next to her. <laughs> now, after uh, at like, a, you know, a halftime show, um, do you ever have the feeling like, man, that was a good performance? Or is it ever like, oh, that wasn't so good, we need to improve on that? I, I, I think I was always sort of a uh, negative to myself. Sure, yeah, we always see the mistakes in our, in our uh, work. Yeah, you know, it could be 99 people did it right, and right. I saw the one person that didn't do it right. Yeah. You know, because your eyes, we always told the band that, you know, if you move and nobody else moves, your eyes go right to that person that moves. Uh, right. So, uh, no, I think I was always looking for mistakes so that I could correct them. Sure. You know, uh, but uh, there was always one time in the show, maybe at the end of the show when we would form like a company front and come right at the audience that just kind of gave you chills right and and so you would savor that three or four second moment you know and it made all the other stuff kind of worthwhile for me the part that gives me the chills is just those first initial drum beats where just there's nothing else it's just a solo and it's like okay now now it's going to start right and then you know mix that with uh, mr keener's voice announcing you guys and then you know every everything gets brought back right to high school again which is which is a good feeling um, what, in, in terms of like, a, you know, a lot of people, like I know my mom, she'll go to a football game. She doesn't really care about the football game. She cares about the marching band. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what's your opinion in terms of like the, the contribution of a marching band just to the whole general atmosphere of, of, a, of a Friday night or even a Saturday afternoon? I used to, I used to tell people that, that Mr. Seward and I were dinosaurs because we both, we're on the same page about being a, a football band. Mm-hmm. And I, I notice uh, bands have sort of gone away from that. Uh, their main concern is, uh, you know, entering competitions. Right. Going against each other and, and things like that. And, and I always felt that our job at a football game was to uh, create excitement for the game. Uh, I wanted to entertain the audience uh i wanted the audience to not necessarily go get a hot dog at at halftime right but to watch us and we were successful in that area sometimes Uh, a lot of people didn't always care for the music that i picked but i picked music that was educational for the students music that challenged me as a musician and therefore challenge them and yet i tried to try to keep it exciting so that even if it was something that the audience didn't know it could still hold their attention mm-hmm. uh, so i did a lot of spanish music <laughs> okay uh you know excitement right that, that type of thing and uh uh and i tried to do music sometimes that you know the audience would know we would do uh, some patriotic things and uh, i mean we would do four songs in a show and uh two songs in pregame plus all of the fight songs. And, right. Uh, you know, I, I hope that we were able to entertain the audience. Um, but I think it's important to know uh, why you're there. And I always felt like we were there for the for the football team. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the way I geared everything. And we played a lot of songs in the stands. Uh, 
you know, just to keep keep the energy going. And we always played when the other team had the ball. Oh, I never knew, I never realized that. And I've had I, I had other coaches say, "Hey, why don't you play when Pottsville has the ball?" Well, because it's a home. Well. <laughs> You know, it's I just I just laughed. Yeah. I just laughed, but you know, it was like I never hey, realized that. You know, try and hear your signals. You know, now who's your like? Uh, obviously, you're a Penn State guy. I mean, is that like kind of is that the best marching band in your in your for your money? Um, it it's a really good band, uh, but there there are many many good bands. Mm-hmm. Like I just watched on YouTube the Ohio State University. Yeah, band. they're good. It's an awesome band. They're good. Awesome band. But Penn State's certainly uh, one of the best. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And there are so many good bands in that Big Ten conference. Wisconsin is incredible. Is Big Ten known for kind of their bands? Yes, and they're they're known for the high uh, leg lift too. You know, and uh, so that's when I you know I mentioned it. Mr. Seward and I always laughed that we were dinosaurs. You know, we kept that high step. Right. Uh, when all of the other bands were going to more of a glide step, because uh-huh. that's what the, uh, the the cores were doing. Like sure. The drum and bugle cores were doing the core style. And, uh, you know, there's the reason they do that is it's a little bit easier to play, you know. and, and uh, uh, But we... We felt we got more energy if they did the high leg lift, and so that's why we stayed with it. Now, locally, was there a game or, or a team that, you know, that Pottsville played where you're like, all right, they have a really good marching band. we got to up our game tonight? Williamsport was always good. They, they had a good band? Oh, yeah, they did uh, have a good band. Shikalemi right? was incredible. Oh, I don't remember Shikalemi. Yeah, okay. we, we used to play Shikalemi, and they, they were, you know, uh, you'd, you'd watch their band and you just like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> they were that they were that good. I always felt Shikalemi and Williamsport were were the two finest bands that we encountered. Right. A uh, couple times in uh, what was that the Eastern Conference when we would play Easton. Uh, that was if you're referring to '93. That was a district playoff game. Was it? Yeah, and I think they had a good band. Easton right? had an incredible yeah. band too. Yeah. So we every once in a while we run into you know a really super band. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's just got to be a great feeling to you know put it all together and then you see it just kind of. I, I mean, it adds so much to a Friday night. W- what about? Um, is it sad like when the season ends? Uh, most of the time, you know, I, I always wanted the team to win, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, but when the season was over, it was, it was good from a standpoint that we had to get ready for the Christmas concert. And right. th- those two years that we went to the state playoffs, we oh, played yeah, a game fun. like December 15th and then the next Thursday did a Christmas con- I mean it was hard right because the students you get them to play one way in marching band and then you try to get them to tame themselves just a little bit for concert indoors and so we were constantly sure. shifting back and forth so from that standpoint you know whenever football season did end I was I was happy from the standpoint that I could get started on concert band mm-hmm. but you know I, I never i never was you know I, I never felt i wanted the team to lose sure so. absolutely now did like uh, coach keating or coach flynn ever come up to you and request songs to, to be played throughout uh, no but i i had a great relationship with with every football coach sure and i felt really fortunate because that's not always the case oh really 
And uh, I think Pottsville's uh, football coaches were always just top-notch as far as um, appreciating what we were trying oh, to do. You know, and you don't get that every place. And, and I, I never took that for granted. Yeah, I mean, like I said, as a former football player myself, I mean, the, the marching band is as much a part of just the whole football culture, culture around here. You know, and like I said... It, when you hear that in August, it's it's definitely the start of football season, and, and it's definitely a, a great feeling. Um, I, I, I went. I, I have to tell you, you, had a, you have a four point nine rating on Rate My Teacher. Uh, <laughs> What's that? Which mean? is really which is really good. Uh, um, good. I, I could feel your pain. There was one person who didn't vote you so good. I had the same thing with my podcast. One person did gave me a four star instead of five. So I know the feeling, but hey. 4.9, that's really impressive uh, on, uh, in today's day and age. <laughs> so now uh, you're retired and you're, you're part of the, it's a third brigade band, mm-hmm. and they play locally? How does that work? It's mostly, uh, we do summer concerts. Okay. We play once a week at, uh, we play at, at, at the Yingling Park and uh, the, the Jolwyn Oh, yeah, Park. on east side, okay. We play at some of the nursing homes. Um we play for the fireworks. Nice. So, um, will we? Will you ever make a comeback to like not not as full time, but like as a, as a cameo, like on an alumni band night? Do you ever go back for that? I haven't. Um, I just, you know, maybe maybe some year I will. But mm. I I just felt that it was really important uh, when I left to uh, have it be uh, Mr. Shaner's band. Sure. And uh, so I, I just, uh, I just. Sort he of does a great job. I was, like I said, I've been to a couple games myself this year. Yeah, so I, I just uh, wanted him to feel like, hey, I'm, I'm the guy now, and, and so. It, it's neat because I, I feel like there is kind of like a, the next person who takes care of the marching band. There's kind of a, a you have to uphold that excellence because I mean, like I said, the Potsdam Marching Band for years has been, you know, one of the best in the area, if not the best in the area, and it's definitely an important part. So I think. Whoever takes over takes that role very serious, and that's that's a good thing. Yeah, we've always uh, we've always had something to live up to. I know when I when I took over the the high school band, it was the year after they they cracked three hundred people. Wow! I mean, so you had three hundred people in the band at one point. Well, you know, <laughs> my first couple of years, people were saying, "Oh, what are you doing? The band's not as big as it was." But you know, you have to understand all the the details. Uh, there were like 165 people playing instruments. Wow! And they had 48 flags. Uh, they had uh, they had 12 rifles. They had uh, 12 cheerleaders. They had 25 bagpipes. They had uh, oh, back we they, don't have those anymore, do we? No, they, they had the kilt or the bagpipe color guard. They had a feature twirler. I mean, it was. I mean, just my head spins just trying to imagine putting that all together. And putting it together, very good, like you guys do, excellently. It's it was it was a lot of time-consuming effort. I mean, it was just. But you know, you try to maintain that, and and you know, it got to the point where we would try and chart, and we just we couldn't move forty-eight flags and and get them out of the way right. to, to do anything. So over the years, we. We cut that down to 36, and we, okay. had, we had 36 for quite a few years, and then, uh, then it got down to 24. I don't know what it is now. It might be like 16, but at that time, uh, you know, we had a hula hoop, 
I mean, it was. Yeah, like, I remember the hula hoop. Yeah, you remember the hula hoop. Yeah, yeah I do remember the hula hoop. <laughs> it was like, uh, but it was, you know, you just had to maintain the best you could what was there. You know, and I tried hula hoop. There was a hula hoop at an event I was at there a week, and I tried doing it. I, I, I couldn't do it. So, <laughs> I could appreciate how how uh, how hard that is. Well, thank you so much. This is uh, this was definitely very informative. I, I I definitely learned a lot, and I'm sure our, our listeners have. And uh, if you're out there and you see a third brigade band, uh, make sure you attend. And uh, thanks so much. And uh, I know that uh, a lot of people, uh, the Potsdam Marching Band is a, is a very important part of their life. And uh, oh, that's that's great nice to hear. That, that, Absolutely, it's really nice. Thank you so much. You bet. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that as much as I did uh, conducting the interview. Uh, we are trying to line up some more guests. Again, keep it coming. Mr. Freeze was a, was one uh, that we had recommended to us, and uh, we reached out, got him booked, and that's what we do here. We listen to our, our listeners. But I will see you here next week. Thank you. <laughs>